This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hot flashes, irritability, intimate dryness, even unsatisfying sex. Hi, I'm Dr. Alyssa Dweck, a board-certified OBGYN who has spent over 20 years helping women just like you safely find relief from these very natural symptoms without having to resort to hormones. To help my patients feel their best, I recommend products from Bonafide Health. Bonafide is a women's health company dedicated to providing women with non-hormonal and clinically validated products that work. Bonafide provides safe and effective solutions to manage a range of menopausal, sexual health, and PMS-related symptoms. That's why I recommend Bonafide products to my patients every day. In fact, I am also a Bonafide medical advisor. What I like most is that Bonafide products provide women real relief without compromise. Ladies, don't waste another minute feeling less than your best. Go to HelloBonafide.com and use code RADIO39 to save 20%. That's HelloBonafide.com and code RADIO39. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Offer valid on subscription only. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and by The Barrel Club in Oak Lawn. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome into the, I believe this is going to be our final installment before the 2019-2020 season begins. This is the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago. And with me, as always, is the one and only Homewood's Pride and Joy and the host of the new Locked on Blackhawks podcast. It's Jay Zawoski. Jay, we got three days, buddy. Three days, and then the Blackhawks start their season in Prague, it's going to be great. How fired up are you for real, meaningful counts in the standings overseas hockey? I am. Uh, I don't care where it's played, <laughs> as long as it counts. As long as the hockey counts and it's real and it's the Blackhawks, I'm in. I am very excited for the season to start. I think we've said all summer we think it's going to be a really interesting year, and it's going to be. I there's so many interesting stories. And the most interesting of which we've not even had a chance to scratch the surface on, which is Kirby Doc. Um, but there are a lot of great storylines to go into this year. I'm really excited to see how this young team, the young parts of this team develop, how the old parts of this team adapt. Uh, it's going to be super, super interesting. And you mentioned my Lockdown podcast. I've been talking to people from around the league. Um, I'm doing a Central Division preview on there with some guests. And I've been asking them all, like, okay, so from a distance, what do you think of the Hawks? And everyone's kind of like us, like, well, they could be really good. They could be bad. There's so many ways it can go. And that's really true. That's how it feels. So, God, let's get to some meaningful games here. You know, you saw the game on Sunday against Ice Baron Berlin, and they only won 3-1, to one, but they were sort of toying with them a little bit. Um, and then the game before that, they got their asses blown out by the Capitals. So it's like, I really don't know what this team's going to be, and I just can't wait to find out. I think ultimately that Capitals game was probably the one that concerned me a little bit more because you were playing the NHL lever lever woo NHL level <laughs> talent. I swear I can speak English. You were playing that talent in that game. And I think that that was kind of a wake up call that, you know, they weren't just going to be able to coast into the regular season and, you know, just score seven or eight goals against the Flyers on Friday. Like, I think it was kind of a it was a good wake up for them. They realized that they needed to work on just their kind of crispness, their ability to move the puck uh, cleanly, which they struggled to do at least early on in the game against Berlin. But I thought they kind of improved as the game went on. They definitely dominated possession and all that stuff in that game. So I think that 
I'm like you. I, I'm I'm ready to see what this team looks like when you know the iron is in the fire when this thing is actually going. And I, obviously, the Flyers aren't you know a world beating team necessarily. But when you're on a big stage like that, I think it can give pretty good indication of where you are at least skill wise this early in the season. And you know it's going to be an interesting test, and it's going to be interesting to see really who the heck's going to be out there on the ice because there's still some moving parts on this roster, even though we're what three days from the start of the season. Yeah. And uh, you know, there were a bunch of things done today, some waiver moves, some send downs. We're going to get to those. I put out on the Madhouse podcast, Twitter at Madhouse pod. If you're not following us for some reason, you hey, best be following us now. Yeah, seriously. But I, you know, I said, Hey, if anyone's got a, uh, a question fired off here, maybe we'll get to it. We got a ton of questions. So the first half of the show is going to be James and I talking about the roster, talking about the waivers and the send downs today. And then we're going to spend the second half of the show answering your questions as best we can, um, because, man, it has been a long road to the regular season. And uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. And if you're ready, segue, you ready for a segue? Man, we've, we've had a couple of good segues in the last <laughs> two minutes. This is nice. If you're ready for a brand new Hawks jersey. Call our guy, Chris, at Triple Threat Sports, 708-478-6090. But even if you're not in the market for a jersey of a real player, you want to outfit your amateur team, Triple Threat Sports is the place to go, the only place to go. We've been telling you for five damn years now. So go to TripleThreatSports.com. They'll help you with every part of the job, the logo design, everything. It'll look awesome. It'll look sweet. I've been in their shop. I've seen the things they do. And it's absolutely incredible. So visit TripleThreatSports.com or email Chris at TripleThreatSports.com. Triple Threat Sports, if you can wear it, they can make it. Okay, um, so the big moves today. First and foremost, defenseman Carl Dahlstrom gets waived. And then later in the day, defenseman Dennis Gilbert and forward Anton Vadin get sent to Rockford. Let's start with Dahlstrom. And I think you and I have sort of hinted at this or discussed the potential when we talked about how the defense was going to shake out that Dahlstrom seemed like the less dangerous wave. He felt like the guy, if you're if you're deciding between him and Slater Cuckoo, Dahlstrom felt like, at least to me, and I think you agreed, to be the safer bet on getting through waivers. Yeah, yeah I'm inclined to agree with that. I know that uh, his salary cap hit is not that bad, so it's not really going to cost the Blackhawks anything to keep him buried so you did have that going for you and like you said I think odds are a team probably would have taken a shot at Slater Cuckoo but I mean do you really know in the NHL right now I mean there are some guys who went on waivers today that honestly might have difficulty clearing but teams are just not they're not willing to give up assets if they can potentially get a guy for free that's why Sven Berechi is that how you say his name up in Vancouver Berechi yeah he got waived today. Well, that's I mean, see, we should get to that too because that name and Josh Ho Sang. Josh Ho Sang also got waived today. It just it's interesting. It's like it's almost like teams are daring other teams to make waiver claims and make tough roster decisions at the bottom end of the roster and then potentially release a player that you might be interested in. Like it's this interesting roulette game and it's kind of interesting to see where all of the uh all the chips end up falling on that. Well, before we get to those guys, what's your confidence level that Dahlstrom clears? I, I'm pretty, especially the, the fact that they did it today with so many big, you know, air quotes, big names getting waved on the same day. A name like Carl, Carl Dahlstrom, I can't, by the way, Carl Dahlstrom is very hard to say for a mushmouth bastard like me. I screw <laughs> it up all the time. Um, but if Carl Dahlstrom on that list of names is not, it's not going to grab your attention like it would on a random Thursday in you know October. Today, when all the big names are being waived, that's a good day to slide them right in there, get them through waivers, and not have to worry about it anymore. I'm pretty he, sure he slid into the NHL's DMs. Is essentially, <laughs> what happened? He slid into their uh, to their junk box. Is what they, that's what he did. So he didn't get noticed. <laughs> all, right, all right, question. Yeah, who do you think is more likely to get claimed on waivers, Carl Dahlstrom or Gustav Forsling? I still think Forsling is appealing to somebody. I think you look at that skill set, you look at the limited... Dude, he couldn't crack the Carolina Hurricanes roster. And they just traded Justin Falk to the Blues, too, so... Exactly. There's another... Yeah. I don't know, man. He That that guy... Let me, I'm going to go in a Wayback Machine for some Hawks fans, and I know some of you people are going to hear this name, and you're going to say, who who the hell's that? I didn't watch hockey then, because no one watched hockey then. Anton Babchuk was a wow. high draft pick of the Blackhawks, and when he came out... 
He was their number one prospect. He had all these tools. He had this thundering slap shot, and he looked the part. You saw him skin in the ice, like, yep, that's an NHL defenseman. That guy should be good, and he just could not put the pieces together, and his NHL career never panned out. I think he did actually have like a couple years where he played significant games, uh, and I think it was with it might have been with Carolina, to be honest with you, where he had some decent years. But um, let's see, yeah, Carolina. And he had some years in Calgary, career high 35 points in uh, 08 09. But he was supposed to be like a, not a Hall of Famer, but an all star, perennial all star type player. And just didn't happen. That's kind of the vibe I get from Gustav Forsling is a guy who's got all the tools. But, you know, we can, you, you and I talk about this all the time. You cannot discount the mental aspect of the game. So many people these days are quick to write it off and say, look at the metrics, look at the numbers, blah, blah, blah. Nah, the head matters. And I think that could be the case with Gustav Forsling. Crazy to say about uh, Anton Babchuk, by the way, is his season with the Hurricanes in 08-09 when he had 16 goals and 19 assists. Talk about like just an out of nowhere decent season. Like that's and he had been playing in the KHL, and guess where he ended up the season after that? Back in the KHL. Yeah. It, it, like that. What a weird, weird career that guy had. Looking at his hockey DB page is kind of funny. And that will wrap up our coverage of Anton Babchuk's NHL career. <laughs> well, hey, you know what though? No, it's a good, it's a good comparison yeah, yeah. to Gustav Forsling, I think. And just like you said, a guy who just can't seem to stick. Like he couldn't stick with the Blackhawks. Right. I I was on the uh, cut him loose bandwagon before the Blackhawks. Blackhawks ended up non-tendering him, and now I feel validated again since, you know, he got sent down potentially to the minors. By the way, want to point out, both players, the Blackhawks, sent the Hurricanes for uh, Calvin DeHaan, wave today. Anton yep. Forsberg and Gustav Forsling. A couple, Checkmate Stan Bowman. Yeah, well, a couple others, too. Brandon Manning got waved, not surprising because he sucks. Um, yeah, he's pretty bad at hockey. Marco yeah. Dano, who was at, at oh, the time God. considered the centerpiece of of the Brandon Saad for Anisimov and Dano trade. That dude, he's another one. You look at him, he's got all the tools, but just never panned out. Um, yeah, a lot of guys that Sam Bowman had looked at and then was like, nope, and quickly got rid of uh, are being waived today. So anyway, uh, so Dahlstrom waived. I think it's pretty likely he's going to get through. The other, the other moves today were Anton Vadin was sent down. Uh, and, you know, I think he's just kind of a victim of too many bodies. He'll definitely get some playing time when somebody gets hurt up on the NHL level. And then Who do you I think it's called up first, him or Chris Versteeg. Uh, I think Sorella is going to get called. They sent Versteeg down pretty quick. I was worried about it, but Versteeg was among the first cuts. Yeah. So I think it's going to be, if I would say if it's a top six guy that gets hurt, it would be Sorella. And if it's a bottom six guy hurt, it would be Vadin, if that makes any sense. I think I see what you're talking about there, and I'm inclined to agree with you. I just know there was a lot of uh, angst in Blackhawks Nation about Christopher Stieg potentially poaching minutes from a guy like a Sorella or like a Bedeen. So I, I like what I've seen from Jeremy Colladin. He kind of put that uh, to rest pretty quickly and uh, moved Christopher Stieg back into that Manny Ramirez minor league only role <laughs> with the Cubs kind of role. Yeah, the perfect role for him. Um, the other move was Dennis Gilbert, who looked like earlier today, earlier Monday, that he had made the team. When Dahlstrom got waived, uh, Gilbert was coming off a really strong game against Berlin. You know, asterisk, of course. But Duncan Dude, Keith, he was laying he was. guys out in that game. Yeah. He ran rough shot over those poor Berliners. It, but Duncan Keith had some really un, like kind of unprovoked comments about how good Gilbert was and saying he added an element to the team that they lacked like the sort of physicality, the stay at home guy. And especially with DeHaan and Murphy banged up, you thought maybe it would be a chance for Dennis Gilbert to make the roster, but it wasn't to be sent down to Rockford. He's with the team in Berlin uh, and Prague. They're in Prague. Now he'll stay with the team until the trip's over. And then when he gets back, he'll head to Rockford. Um, but yeah, those moves, um, not totally surprising, but I did think today, like, wow, Dennis Gilbert's a guy. We didn't talk about a lot at all. No, he, we definitely did. He stuck it out until the very last moment, so good for him. It's nice to know that in the organization, the Hawks have that sort of depth that they've got an extra guy who maybe we weren't counting on. After watching that uh, game against Berlin, I did feel myself get, I'll say, momentarily angsty when I saw that they had uh, cut him loose because, like you said, I thought that he added an element to the team that they really didn't have, like just that – 
guy who can wreck people in the corners and just make all like the big physical plays. But then the more I looked at it, the more I realized he's just the victim of a numbers game right now. Kind of like what we're dealing with, with the, uh, with the forwards. And if he, if the choice is to have him be an everyday player in Rockford or to probably be a sixth or seventh defenseman that's going to end up having probably multiple games in a row where he'd be sitting in the press box instead of playing. I'm going to lean towards having him play in Rockford more regularly. I don't think that you are aiding his development at all. If he's that guy, that's kind of a plug in occasionally and then move him out occasionally too. totally agree. All right, let's talk about some of these guys who were waved around the league. Um, You mentioned uh, Sven Berchi, Josh Hosang, another name that I've always felt in my heart would be a Blackhawk, Sam Gagne. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. It finally happened. No. <laughs> Probably for we the best. We have enough forwards as it is. We don't need this. I know. It's just one of those dudes. Like, I, I, I know I did this a couple years ago on Twitter. Like, who's an athlete you always thought would be on your team? Sam Gagne's one. And then two other hockey players I always think of. Shane Corson the old Montreal Canadian, and, of course, Brett Hull. We're like three guys I was always sure would somehow end up on the Blackhawks, and so far, none of them have. I don't think Brett Hull's going to play for the Hawks. And I don't think Shane Corson's. Yeah, I, I think that ship might have sailed, but buddy. But I'm not giving up the Sam Gagne. I wanna, maybe it's not a dream. Maybe it's a nightmare, but I, there's still a <laughs> shot. The window is cracked open, my friend. Well, I, God bless you, buddy. Just uh, you, you, you do you, man. Uh, Luke Shen also got cut by or waived by the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning today. Saw um, who else was it? I'm, I'm blanking. Oh, JT Brown got waved and by the, the uh, Minnesota Sound. Wild. Yep. Uh, Mika, my one of my favorite names in the NHL, Mika Salamaki got waived by the Nashville Predators. And I still, I just cannot get over the fact that the Edmonton Oilers decided Brandon Manning and Sam Gagne were not good enough to play hockey for them. That's rough. That's funny to me. If you're not good enough for the Oilers, you're probably not good enough for many things at all. <sighs> yep. It's just, yeah, looking at some of the, okay, now we need to actually like have a point to this exercise, I, Mr. I, Zawoski. All right. And my point would, is, yeah, go do ahead. you claim any of these guys? Do you... Feel comfortable swapping out a prospect like a guy that is like kind of borderline making the team. Do you feel comfortable swapping them out with any of these guys that were cut today? The tempting one is Bershi just because he's um, had a decent career so far. But again, I think you're getting that in Kubalik, right? You're looking like 30, 40 points, maybe 45 points. That's probably what you're going to get from Kubalik anyway. So mm-hmm. it feels kind of redundant. Hosang is really tempting especially considering the Hawks have had a decent track record sort of reclaiming first-round picks. We'll see what happens with Alex Nylander, but the Dylan Strome thing worked out really well. I don't know. I I know he brings a bit of a headache with him, and you know maybe a locker room with Jonathan Taves and Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith can can hone him in a little bit, but um, I don't know. Would I be mad if they claimed Hosang? No, I'd actually be excited about it. It just doesn't feel like the most realistic outcome right now based on like where the Blackhawks are in their window I don't think it makes a ton of sense I don't know it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't make me mad but it would absolutely shock me if they did yeah well I mean just look at the roster like who who would you cut loose to, to if you claimed Hosang I'm guessing it like you said it would probably be Kubalik or maybe like Brendan Perlini like those were the two guys that jumped out at me right away well Perlini would be the one and we talked all summer they were looking to move him and if you want to swap Josh Hosang for Brendan Perlini, I'm down. Go for it. I just, I'm getting for that, too. Yeah, but you got to wave Perlini. you got to make sure he's gone. Um, oh, oh, no. How dare, How could we potentially <laughs> lose him for nothing? I don't think it's a big deal at all. I'm just saying. Well, no, I'm just saying. that I'm, I, I was being facetious, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, Bowman's taken chances before. It wouldn't be the most shocking thing uh, from him generally. But, I th- again, I just think – this year, and with the log jam of forwards they have, I think it would be a bit of a shock. A, a, a welcome shock, but a bit of a shock. I always forget Brendan Perlini was uh, born in Great Britain, by the way. I always forget Brendan Perlini plays for the Blackhawks. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far, but cool. You do I, you, man. Oh, yeah. 
Like every time I'm watching the game, like, oh yeah, Perlini. That's right. That's who number eleven oh, is. Oh yeah, that guy still plays for the Hawks, my friend. That, that Brendan Perlini guy. Is that Jeff Chance? No. No. The, the first number eleven I can think of. <laughs> bon, John Madden for me. Oh, bon well, Chance. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, Nelson Emerson, another number eleven. All right, that's enough of that. Yeah, we we've gone way too far <laughs> in the rabbit hole on that one. Now we've probably alienated half our listeners. I right, want to tell you guys about our newest sponsor, the Barrel Club in Oaklawn. Check them out, forty nine ten West one hundred eleventh Street in Oaklawn. Come in to check out their selection of over two hundred whiskeys and bourbons. Stay to try one of their mouth watering steaks or full roasted chickens, carved table side. Join their Spirit of the Month Club by going to their website at BarrelClubIllinois.com, and they have their Oktoberfest coming up on October 11th from 5 to 7 p.m. There's a celebrity guest DJ. From 7 p.m. to 9.15, the band Mary Jane Breakdown. That's a Tom Petty cover band. 9.30 to midnight, Sean and Charlie. Uh, And then on Saturday, October 12th, another celebrity DJ and Whiskey and Harmony is the band from 4.30 to 6.30 and Rocks Off, a Rolling Stone cover band from 7 to 9.30, 9.45 to midnight, the McGinnis Brothers. $10 entry fees get you two tickets to taste any of the Barrel Club's private label spirits or wines and entry into a nightly raffle. So go visit our friends at Barrel Club, barrelclubillinois.com for all of those details. All right, so with these uh, moves today, uh, the Blackhawks roster stands at 26. Is that what we said? Uh, 25 if you include uh, Carl Dahlstrom being waived and sent away. Right. So Dahlstrom is gone. J- there was reports that John Quinville cleared waivers. He's still on a roster. Oh, yeah, that's the other one. Yeah, that's why it's at 25 is because there had been reports John Quenville had been waived and cleared and had gone down to Rockford, but for some reason still on the roster. So And Calendelia is still on a roster as well. So Which is probably because uh, Robin Leonard is dealing with the uh, hip issue and they're not probably for sure that he'll play on Friday night. It, all signs really are pointing to Corey Crawford playing in that game. I think you're right, and Leonard did finish the game on Sunday and played well uh gave up a goal on his first shot but really nothing he could do about it and really there was a four minute power play for berlin at the end of that game and leonard played really well so that was encouraging looked good side to side so he looks ready but yeah i would count on Corey crawford getting that start in game one on friday so here's the roster uh so far drake kajula ryan carpenter kirby doc alex debrinkett david camp patrick kane dominic kubalik alex nylander brendan perlini brandon sod Andrew Shaw, Zach Smith, Dylan Strom, Jonathan Taves. Those are your forwards. At defense, Kelvin DeHaan, Eric Gustafson, Duncan Keith, Slater Cuckoo, Oli Mata, Connor Murphy, and Brent Seabrook. And, of course, your goalies, Corey Crawford, Robin Leonard, and Colin Delia is still on the roster as of this very moment. Yeah, they're... There are a few guys on there, obviously, that are probably not going to start the season on the active roster. If Leonard ends up being able to suit up, Delia will get sent down. There's no way they're going to carry three goaltenders, I don't think. No, no And point. then, oh, man, who else do you send down out of that group? you got to send down at least one more. Well, that's my concern. And, well, uh, some of these guys are banged up, though. You've got Zach Smith who's banged up. You've got Connor yep. Murphy banged up. Um, Calvin DeHaan might not be ready for opening day. I don't know if any of these guys are going to start on IR, but they may be hurt enough where you'd be able to justify an extra guy on the roster. They don't have to get down to 23 until they return from Prague. So they're going to wait it out, see how these guys heal up. But I do think this might be it until everybody's healthy. Then when everybody gets healthy, I don't know. I want to see Doc play. I know maybe it's selfish. But part of me is just the fear is they're going to send Kirby Doc down and we're never going to get to see him play for the Hawks this year. And it will be really, really frustrating and annoying. Um, and, man, I, he just looks ready. Maybe not ready to be a number one center, but is he better than David Camp right now? I would take that bet. I probably would say that he is. You know, and maybe he struggles and makes mistakes. So, fine. Learn on the <laughs> job. What's it, what, we said this last podcast. What is Kirby Doc going to learn at Saskatoon? to get him ready for the NHL next year. Is he just going to dominate every game? It doesn't help him get better. Uh, maybe he'll continue to hone his uh, chirping skills a la Letterkenny or something. Okay. I'll give you that one. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take that one. That's fine. Uh, I don't know. I'm just... I, Nylander, uh Sunday was good, not great. Scored a goal. 
the Gustafson shot was deflected, went to his foot. He kicked it to the stick and was able to elevate the shot over the goalie from like literally right on top of the goalie. So he showed some skill there, set some things up offensively. I was watching him very closely in the defensive zone, and he made some not like, you know, he's not Jonathan Taves or Patrice Bergeron or Marion Hosa back there, but he made some defensively sensible plays. He actually like put forth an effort to stop the puck from going towards the goalie, which is a which is baby steps for him. Which is a far sight better than what Eric Gustafson usually gives well, you. Oh, he was bad again. Oof. But Ugh. he's God, a, a disaster to watch him try to play defense. Yeah, it's rough, man. It is really rough. And if he doesn't give you 60 points again, Boquist. Uh, yeah, if he gets off to a rough start, I would be willing to bat the Blackhawks or in a cut bait and bring Boquist up. Cut bait how? Trade happen. him, you think? <sighs> I mean, they're not just going to send they're not gonna send a guy who scored 60 points last year down. They'll Dude, just use he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Like, what possible, like, big haul are you going to get for trading him? Nothing, but you're going to have power play consistency. You just got to limit his minutes. But then you're going to have to ride somebody else. You'll have to have. God, I hate. I hate the idea of limiting minutes when you only have six defensemen on your roster. And might I add, boat anchor Brent Seabrook is still one of those six. Yeah, but you're not going to send Gustafson down. Okay, so you'd rather limit his minutes drastically, basically only play him like some even strength and then mostly power play while you already have Brent Seabrook, who's already limited as it is. I think that's a terrible idea. I'd rather bite the bullet and just get rid of him. Like, I know that... It's not an ideal solution, but you also cannot have an absolute defensive liability that you can't trust in any situation other than power play on your roster. This Blackhawks team and this defense cannot have. Well, that. if you've got him paired with Keith and you and you shelter him with zone starts, you can survive with him. You can survive with him, and I think he'll he'll oh, be. You a... only can survive with him if he's getting you, like you said, sixty points. If he's only going to score you forty, you don't. That's not surviving. That's bad. Well, that that decision can't be made for a while. Then you got to. Well, see obviously, what... yeah. yeah. I'm not saying like do that like after a week or two. I'm saying like if we're looking at this in say you know early to mid December, and he's only got like ten points, that's going to be an issue. Why do you hate Swedish people, James? <laughs> That's it. you know what? No, Gustav Forsling is Finnish. I'm not going to take that uh, criticism from you. So you hate all your Eastern Europeans, is what you're saying? Apparently, I just am a big old Scandinavia <laughs> hater. You are. Why do you hate the Viking? Why do you hate the Norsemen? Because they're always going to be uh, better bearded than me, That's and true. they also did a lot more pillaging than I ever got to do in my life. So I'm just jealous. Okay. It's never too late to pillage, James. Never oh, my God, that the is other the most inspirational out. thing you have ever said. I'm going to put that on a, like, I don't need, I don't even know. I'm going to cross-stitch that and put that up in my kitchen. That would be lovely. By the way, before we uh, break and get to our giant bur- bur- uh, bursting sack segment, uh, I have to tell you about my adventures with Skype today, um, which is, we James and I use Skype to do the Madhouse podcast all the time, and you'll notice from time to time there'll be a little hiccup or a burp or whatever, but mostly it's been pretty effective. Today, I needed a phone number because I had to call a guest. So I signed up for a Skype phone number. In the course of a 15-minute interview, I got 30 spam phone calls on the Skype line. 30. It was like every second it was popping up. And sometimes I didn't catch it in time, so it would make noise. Dude. Then I spent 45 minutes on the computer chatting with Microsoft and they're like, we're going to take over your computer and fix this. Then they go turn off the Wi-Fi. Well, what happens when you're, when you're taking over someone's computer via the internet and you turn off the Wi-Fi, you lose getting, the connection. Yeah. That seems like a pretty, uh, standard thing to me. Yeah. So that was my fun Skype experience for the day. I just had to get it off my chest. It was absolutely ridiculous. I know you and I have both dealt with some Skype issues in the past and there's not a lot of better options that's the problem anyway no one cares about my skype issues when we come back it is mailbag time thanks for all the great tweets so when we come back james and i will empty our bursting sacks onto our audience this is the madhouse chicago hockey podcast hot flashes irritability intimate dryness even unsatisfying sex hi i'm dr Alyssa dweck a board-certified OBGYN who has spent over 20 years helping women just like you safely find relief from these very natural symptoms. 
without having to resort to hormones. To help my patients feel their best, I recommend products from Bonafide Health. Bonafide is a women's health company dedicated to providing women with non-hormonal and clinically validated products that work. Bonafide provides safe and effective solutions to manage a range of menopausal, sexual health, and PMS-related symptoms. That's why I recommend Bonafide products to my patients every day. In fact, I am also a Bonafide medical advisor. What I like most is that Bonafide products provide women real relief without compromise. Ladies, don't waste another minute feeling less than your best. Go to HelloBonafide.com and use code RADIO39 to save 20%. That's HelloBonafide.com and code RADIO39. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Offer valid on subscription only. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod. The email segment and the bursting sack segment is brought to you by our friends at Chuck's Southern Coverage Cafe. With locations in Burbank and Darien, visit chuckscafe.com. We've got to tell you about Chuck's Chicago Blackhawks group outing Sunday, October 20th. That's coming up. That's 20 days from now. Blackhawks versus Capitals. Go to Chuck's in Darien for the buffet. It begins at 3 p.m., the bus leaves for the UC at 4 p.m. The buffet menu, pulled pork, smoked chicken and ribs, super Caesar salad, coleslaw, mac and cheese, Cajun potato wedges, cream of chicken rice soup, and mini cookies and brownies. That is a $35 food value and includes liquor tax. You get complimentary domestics, Captain Morgan, and Deep Eddie one-and-ones. That's during the buffet only. The bus leaves right after the game. You're going to be in section 313, rows 4 through 7, it is a great deal. Go to chuckscafe.com for more info on this. You've got to go. It's going to be a wonderful time. James and we keep talking about, are we going to go? We should go. Are we going to go? We should go. Let's actually make plans to go. This sounds really fun to me. So, sounds like a good time, yeah. Yeah, we'll work out our finances and our schedule and see what we can come up with. But we're going to try to be there. So chuckscafe.com. All right, let's begin with our bursting sacks. The first, the first question comes from our guy Kevin Peak, who has been with us from day one of the Madhouse podcast, and we appreciate it. He said, with the Central being competitive minus the dumpster fire in Minnesota, how do you see the Central Division playing out? Like in terms of like who we think is going to win, standings, like kind of yeah. go down the standings? Yep. Whew. All right. Um, well, I would still have to say that Colorado is going to be a favorite, at least for me. Um, I think... Uh, it's probably not going to make me very popular, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say the Blues finish second. By the way, the Coyotes have not joined our division yet, right? That no. comes when Seattle comes in. Okay, good. I just want to make sure that I've not completely <laughs> lost uh, touch with reality. So not in this I'll case. Go, <laughs> I'll go Colorado. I will go St. Louis. I am going to go with Nashville third. I'm going to go the Blackhawks fourth. I will go hmm, Dallas fifth. I will go Minnesota six or Winnipeg six and Minnesota seven. I just do not. I, I said this a couple of years ago and they ended up like just going gangbusters and being incredible. I'm not sold on the Jets this season, so I'm putting them at number six. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to go Colorado number one, St. Louis number two, the Blackhawks number three. Oh, yeah. You heard me. Yeah. Nashville. I know they got Matt Duchesne. That defense is getting old and it's getting old quick. And it's also getting bad because they decided it'd be a good idea to get rid of uh, PK Subban. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other story for a whole other day. Um, yeah. So I got Nashville fourth, fifth. I got Winnipeg. I know they've lost a lot, but they still have a lot of talent. Uh, yep. Six. I'm going with Dallas. I'm not sold on. Look, Joe Pavelski is a good player. I don't think Corey Perry's going to work out there, um, but I'm not sold on Dallas. And number seven, Minnesota. So, eh, By the way, uh, Dallas, what would you think of their Winter Classic look? I didn't see it yet. 
Ah, yes, they unveiled the uh, the D logo that they will be wearing Whoa. in that game. That's a little suggestive for the Winter Classic. Okay, look, Mr. <laughs> Mail Sacks bursting. I don't want to hear it. You said Mail Sacks. You yelled at me before we went to break for not saying Mail Sacks. That's true. I did accuse you of missing an opportunity for what would have been at least a triple entendre. All right, I'm looking at this. Uh, now I don't know what's real and what's fake here. Um, I see a bunch of concept jerseys. That all look somewhat weird and kind of cool at the same time. Oh, here we go. All right. Oh, stars logo. Oh, it is a big D. Yeah. I told you. That's so interesting. I didn't just make this up. They have not unveiled the jersey yet. They've only unveiled the logo. logo. All right. Eh. C plus on the uh, on the logo. All right. Joe- I mean, what else were you supposed to do? They weren't going to like roll out North Stars jerseys. They could have. Ah, uh, see, I I disagree. They should I think bring back the uh, their current logo. By the way, I love has it. really grown on me, and their color is great. Yes, they are. Agreed. They have bucked the trend of dumbass like muted colors, like navy blue, bright colors. People, this is what you want to wear on TV: red, bright blue. Stop with the navies Does and the this blacks apply and grays. To the Nashville Predators. Well, it's bright. At least it's bright. I don't like the helmets, I think. I think the jerseys are fine. I'd prefer blue helmets. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next question comes from Joe LaRucci. He says, is it me or would Kubalik fit better on the right wing with DeBrinkett and Strom over Shaw? Uh, what I like about Shaw on that line is he brings a different element. He will go into the corners. He'll win pucks to get it to the more skilled players. I'm not saying Kubalik won't do that. And I think what Joe is trying to say is that he thinks Kubelik is more offensively talented, which I believe is true. But I think Shaw fits well in what they're doing on that line, and I think he's a good complement to what those two guys bring. I bet we'll see that at some point. I think that's actually a pretty astute uh, observation on uh, where they could potentially use Kubelik at. I definitely think Kaladin needs to do a little bit of shuffling here and there, especially in the early going, just to see oh, he will who works together. And he should. And people will be like, oh, he needs to this is going the Quinville route. He needs to let him develop consistency. This is not the time of season where chemistry has to be developed. You find out who works together first, then you worry about the chemistry. So, yeah, I could see Kubalik potentially getting a look on the right wing with those guys. I think that could be a very interesting combination. I'd be willing to uh, give that a whirl. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see it at some point. Ne- next question from McHenry Superfan. He says, CBA update. Will we see an extension, compliance balance, realignment? How does it impact the Hawks? I don't know what the details of the new CBA are going to be, but from all conversations, things are going kind of well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not real contentious. They seem to be somewhat on the same page, which is a bit of a surprise. I think a lot of people were expecting another lockout. But so far, things seem encouraging. I don't want to get ahead of myself and say things that might not come true. But as of today, September 30th, maybe October 1st, when you're going to listen to this podcast, things seem to be moving pretty well. So cautiously optimistic on the CBA. Still, there's a little bit more ownership stability than there was. I think that definitely helps. I think the infusion of interest and capital, by the way, of adding two new expansion teams has also been kind of good for everybody and has kind of made everybody happy. They feel like they're getting something out of it. I I still think at some point you are going to have the issue with the uh, players having part of their salary still like kept from them, basically. Like that's going to still be probably the biggest sticking point I would guess in terms of the negotiations. And then the other thing too, is how you're going to divvy up the TV revenue because the deal with NBC is going to be coming up here pretty soon. I know it like feels like they just signed it. You're going to have a new TV deal at some point in the near future too. So you're going to have to deal with that as well. Next question from sarcastic Mike. And I'm glad he brought this up because it was on my mind and then it actually slipped my mind. I don't know how closely you were watching the game on Sunday, James, there was a player on Ice Baron Berlin with the last name Ortega. And Pat Foley, as the relic he is, and look, Pat Foley is one of the reasons I got into broadcasting. I think he's one of the greatest announcers in sports history. But his days are past, if you know what I'm saying. He said, Ortega, that sounds like he should be a shortstop instead of a hockey player. That's BS. That crap cannot be said on a telecast. 
It is not 1986. It's not funny. It's stupid. It sets the game back. This user on Twitter, Ghost Chant, tweeted about it. He said, fantastic subtle racism by NHL Blackhawks on NBC Sports by, by Pat Foley because we Latinos don't hear this enough on the ice already. This is something that I think the Blackhawks should address, and if enough coverage gets put on it, maybe they will. Pat Foley has walked the line a lot recently, and look, he's an old-school guy. I get it, and I know we're going to get called snowflakes for this, but to say a guy named Ortega should be playing shortstop instead of hockey, that's ridiculous. That should not be said on an NHL broadcast in any way, shape, or form. I don't even get what the reference is to. Like, yeah, obviously, like it's a you know it's a point. Like, oh, Latino's playing hockey. That's so dumb. There's you can't even like defend it by saying, oh, well, such and such played shortstop. There's never been an Ortega that's played shortstop in Major League Baseball. Like, it just was a completely out of context, out of left field, just stupid comment. Like, you can't even like go with that defense. There really is no. There's no way to handle this other than having you know Foley apologize for it and have the organization make some kind of a statement. They can't avoid it. Well, I hope at very least because they know this was on an NFL Sunday. They know it was an exhibition game. Very few people saw this game, but I hope that as soon as that game ended, if John McDonough heard that he said to Pat Foley, nothing like that ever again. And maybe he doesn't force the apology. Maybe this is the warning before the punishment, right? But that line has been walked before from him. And in this day and age, stop. It's it's stop. We're, you're trying to grow the game. You're trying to get people from different walks of life playing it by denigrating a guy for having a Latino name. That's ridiculous. And it benefits no one. And it's not funny. And it's stupid. So stop. <sighs> anyway, next question from Adult Haircut Dave. Speaking of day one listeners, Adult Haircut Dave, formerly Ponytail Dave, but he got an adult haircut. So he changed his name, as you do. Of the following group, Smith... Carpenter, Camp, Quenville, Vadin, Kubalik, Panarin, and Doc. Who will have the most points and who will make the biggest impact? I'm going to have to probably get that list again because that was quite a few names. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Zach Smith, Ryan Carpenter, David Kampf, John Quenville, Anton Vadin, Dominic Kubalik, Brendan Perlini, and Kirby Doc. I am going to go with Kubalik for most points, and I think Ryan Carpenter has the biggest overall impact based on the fact that I think he could really potentially help their defense and the forward side of things and at least somewhat on the penalty kill too. So obviously this all gets blown out of the water if Kirby Dot comes in and just dominates, but out of the guys listed, I think Carpenter is probably a safe bet for impact and Kubalik probably a good bet for points. I'm going to agree with you on Kubalik for points. I think especially if the Hawks make the playoffs, I think the Zach Smith uh, trade could really work out for them. Yeah, it's something they were lacking leadership. He, I don't think he's going to put up the numbers he put up in Ottawa just because he's not going to get the ice time there. He got he's not going to get the ice time here that he got there. Um, but I do think he brings a veteran presence that they've sort of lacked up front. A guy who's willing to go into corners and battle and, and, and get pucks and play playoff hockey. That's the reason Andrew Shaw is here as well. They've, they've missed those things. They acknowledge as much. So I think Zach Smith, especially if they make the playoffs, could have a really big impact. But for the points, give me Kubalik, of course, with the asterisks. If Doc makes the team, he better have the most points of those guys. I would I think it would be a disappointment if he didn't. Next question from Von Bilka. He says, can you elaborate on the rules to prevent Kirby Doc from playing in the AHL this year? It seems like at least that a competition level closer to what he'd been prepped for would be helpful. Um, there's just an agreement between the NHL and the CHL um, that any player drafted by a CHL team has to go back if he's getting sent down. That's It's pretty basic. It's weird. It's probably something that should be revisited because I do think if Kirby Doc's not going to play in Chicago or Bowen Byram or whoever was drafted this year isn't going to play for the teams that took them. It, it helps them to play in the AHL versus junior, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't really understand the logic of why the European players get to play under different rules than the guys who grow up playing in Canada. It, it seems silly. So I'm inclined to agree with you on that. I think they really do need to change that rule. All right, two more questions. Uh, this one from Nate. 
If the over-under is 41.5 NHL games for Adam Boquist, are you taking the over or the under? You know what? Screw it. I'm going to go with Hope. I'm going to go over. What about you? I'm going to go over, too, but barely. Yeah, it's it's going to be really close. That's a good number. I don't know if that's the official. No, it's half the season. 41.5 is half the season. That's a good number. I'm going to say slightly, slightly over. I think at some point you're going to have injuries or whatever, and I do think that's going to end up. I, I think that's a pretty that's a pretty solid prediction. All right, before we get to our last question, we're running a little bit behind on our reads, so I want to tell you guys about our friends at Marishka's. Again, day one, family-owned and operated since 1933. They have been our sponsor for all five years of the Madhouse podcast. Go there, talk to Joe. Order a poor boy, order the onion rings, order the twice baked potato, then eat all that, then order it again. We got a bunch of tweets this weekend from people who tried Marishka's because of the podcast. Thank you. That's super helpful when you do that because then the clients see, the sponsors see that we did that and they're like, oh, I'm getting my money's worth. This is worthwhile for me to continue doing. And James and I can make it rain like we do all the time because we are just flush with cash all the time. Thanks to our sponsors. But no, go visit Joe and his family out at Marishka's in Crest Hill, 604 Theodore Street. You're going to love it. The poor boy is the thing you should order the first time. But the steaks, the chops, the seafood, uh, the craft beer menu, everything there is outstanding. Last question comes from Joseph Grzynski. I'm sorry, Grzynski. He says... Does Jay Zawoski have a line of Tavo Teravainen, Jonathan Taves, and Alex DeBrinkett in his hockey ultimate team yet on NHL 20? The honest answer is, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. I, you know what? I'm not sorry. Screw you guys. I yeah. love. They're my favorites. All right? I'm going to have my favorite guys on the line together. Be silly not to. Why wouldn't I, don't really I do have that? anything to add to this other than duh? It, yeah, it doesn't surprise anybody. But Tavo is one of the first people I signed because that's the kind of guy I am. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a I'm a weird guy. What can I say? I have soft spots in my hearts for my. I only have one heart. Soft spot. Soft. Let's try this again. Soft. Carl Dahlstrom. Soft <laughs> spots. Soft spots in my heart. For the Finns and Tavo and, of course, the Brinksy Cat and Jonathan Taves. So, the Brinksy Cat. Aw, that sounds so fun. You know what else sounds fun? Segway. Uh, Segway. Rabbit Brewing's two-year anniversary and bottle release party. October 12th at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, 17759 Brett's Drive. I'm going to be there. James is going to do his best to be there. 4 p.m. to 1 a.m., Come out and celebrate with our great friends, Ray and Tobias at Rabid Brewing. Things are on the rise for Rabid. They are competing in Denver this week. They're one of 50 beer companies in the final for this tournament they're in, in uh, Denver. So best of luck to Ray and Tobias. I saw Ray this weekend. She was very nervous, very excited. She said, I just want to bring home a damn medal. And I said, look, if this contest is on the up and up, you're going to. So listen. Here's what you're going to get at the two-year anniversary. The Manticore, the Russian Imperial Stout. That's 11% ABV, $13 a bottle. They're big bottles. Dwarves of Boom, a chocolate coffee stout. Some of it is is brewed in a bourbon barrel. Some of it in rye barrels. You're going to want to get those. The Dwarves of Doom, we talked about that before. The chocolate coffee stout a year ago. They took these beers and put them in these barrels, bourbon and rye, and now you're going to get a chance to taste them. When it's gone, it's gone. But come on out to Rabbit Brewing, their second anniversary party. It's going to be great. Follow them on Twitter. I'm sorry, follow them on Facebook, facebook.com slash rabbitbrewing for all the information, and we will share the event on the Madhouse Podcast Facebook page. But, James, we are already close to an hour on the podcast. It flew by. And the next time you and I talk, the regular season will be underway. Thank God. How long do we have to wait again between the Blackhawks first and second games? Is it six days? (sighs) Man, (laughs) that's going to be torture. It's like when the NFL season starts and then like the Bears start on a Thursday, then don't play till Sunday. Yes. So the Hawks play Friday, the fourth. By the way, that game's at 1 p.m. Don't forget that. Don't like, 1 p.m., yes. Don't come home from work and be like, all right, Hawks game's on. No, you missed it. It's 1 p.m. on Friday. 
Then they play again Thursday at 7.30. That is the home opener against the San Jose Sharks. So don't miss those games. Cannot wait to break it down with you guys. Again, the Lockdown Podcast launched today. So go subscribe to the Lockdown Blackhawks Podcast. I'm going to do half-hour podcasts every day. It's very different from the Madhouse Podcast. It's not going – this podcast is not going anywhere. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Subscribe, rate, review both podcasts. But I appreciate your support. The feedback has been great. I hit 1,000 downloads today on Lockdown Blackhawks, and I know that most of those are Madhouse Podcast listeners, and I'm getting choked up talking (laughs) about it, so I'm going to stop talking about it because I'm going to cry on the podcast for the first time in my life. Should I call you Mr. Celebrity? Will that uh, no. break the tension? Yeah, a little bit. But I just, I all I can say is I very much appreciate it. So thank you guys. Uh, James and I, uh, fifth regular season is going to be here in a couple days. And uh, we are both overwhelmed and so grateful for your support over these five years. And again, I'm blown away by one day of my new podcast. And I have a thousand downloads already. Whew, you guys, uh, you guys are there for us and we appreciate it. So. With that, I want to thank our sponsors, Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris, 708-478-6090. Marishka's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Barrel Club in Oak Lawn. Visit thebarrelclubillinois.com and join their Spirit of the Month Club. And, of course, Rabbit Brewing. Happy two-year anniversary. Hope to see you guys out there. On the 12th of October, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. You will love it. You're going to try some of the best beer you've ever had. So come join us. It's going to be a great time. But with that, next time we talk, the puck will have dropped on the Blackhawks season. Cannot wait. We'll talk to you guys very, very soon on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore, so we're calling for a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.